This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this, the Next Lander Podcast. Four on the floor and racing towards 2022. You cannot stop us. Clear path ahead. Checkered flag. Nobody in the end zone. The goalies, they pulled the goalie. The net is lowered. Diving board's clear. Start your engines? Start your engine. The, The guy on the third base coach is waving his hand in a big circle. And we're good to go. Let's That's, get ready to rumble. <laughs> Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I have. I'm, I assume it's every a game sport. misconduct for that one, man. Okay, good. Is, is that a yellow flag on the on the podcast? No, that's a red flag. That's oh, uh, that's that's not even penalty box. That's you. You go back to the locker room and you stay there and think about what you did. I think it kicked down to the minors. Yeah, uh, you've been relegated. Oh, Congratulations. Okay. Fantastic. Well, look for me on my uh, Vinny's Transformer podcast. <laughs> it's coming soon. Hey, man. Back, back Don't joke. Um, you joke, but... You got to start somewhere. There's, there's a market. 
Uh, certainly. I mean, listen. Somebody's into everything. Look behind me. Somebody's into everything, and I'm into doing this podcast with y'all. The Next Lander Podcast here on December 2nd, if you're listening to this at the official time release, release December 1st. You're over there on that uh, Patreon release. You're one of the anointed few. Hey, you can self-anoint. Who, you, get, this, you grab yes, the oil, right. rub it on There's your no own There's no law head. that says you right. can't. Yeah. You want this podcast early, you can have that. That's right. You can, you can see that podcast. You can climb that. Uh, we are here to talk about video games. We're going to talk about Solar Ash is the game we all played this week. We'll have some other stuff going on later on the news. But first, let me tell you a little story about caffeine. Mm-hmm. Now, today... I, I have some in me as we speak, so I'm ready. I have a little bit I, as well. I am now caffeinating uh, the, during the molecules this molecules are circulating. The brain is activating. Uh, I... Uh, I usually have a cup of coffee every morning, mm-hmm. uh, uh, weekends, weekdays, uh, ish. A, let's a, a let's cup say, of coffee. I only you? do two cups when it's like I'm out and I have to be like doing a bunch of stuff in the morning. Like also, that's like, my second cup kind of day. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what a cup is at yeah. this point. Like everybody like, has a different mug. size mug, and they right. but they're all just a cup. What is that? An actual cup, like eight ounces or something? If you if you're doing a measuring cup, like. I'm having probably two, three cups of coffee. Like if you're if you're talking about like I got the the little Pyrex measuring thing out, or I got a scoop, I'm a cup, a liquid liquid cup here. Actually, a scoop wouldn't be. That's for pe- anyway. One of the great joys is not no having to know the exact measures of the cup. It's like nope, that's a cup of coffee. I don't need to know the specifics. I in fact, the less I know, the better. What if, if you're I'm out uh, and about? I will get a large. What no matter where that, I am. What if you're using that Beastcast mug? That is probably what does that count uh, as? That's, that's an a, illegal amount of coffee. That's like that's a, a pot. That's like a pot of coffee. <laughs> I think they call that a jacuzzi's worth. Give me a <laughs> give me a suburban jacuzzi's worth mm. of coffee, please. Oh yeah, you could soak a couple of middle aged people in that thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a hell of a mug. That's one of my favorites. Anyway, my kid was drinking tea out of that thing today. Did not make a, a dent in it uh, before it got cold. Wow, how many bags do you have to put in there? That's like a five. Um, that's like a five bagger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, maybe maybe two if you want a weaker tea. Probably mm. I used to I used to put two in there and then uh, it'd be okay. Anyway, my coffee story. Uh, yes, I consider on. myself somebody who has had um, coffee all the time and for many many years, a cup a day. Sometimes I could skip it, sometimes I can't. But today I had um, a headache and I couldn't figure out why, and I thought it was because. I'm coming off of Thanksgiving and I'm trying to watch what I eat a little bit more. And maybe I was at like a sugar crash, you know, like you ever get mm-hmm. that sugar headache when you're like, Oh yeah. Watch what I eat a little bit more. And Oh man, it's just sugar. And I was like, man, this, this thinks I got Look, that sugar. Sometimes headache. you just want sugar, nothing else, just sugar. And only minutes before this podcast, mm-hmm. when I was always retracing my day, did I realize I did not have a coffee today. Wait, how could, What? How could, I, how this is like me when I forget that? to take my ADHD meds. How could you not notice that? <laughs> how did this happen, right? So, my, so, let me, hi, you might be wondering how I got here coffeeless. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me go back to, and then rewind back to Caravella, like, at 7.30 in the morning. My wife had to drive my uh, mother-in-law out today, but her schedule changed. Usually, she's back in time to come walk uh, with us to take the kids to school. And during the kid walking the kids to school, we walk both our children to school. And then I go on to one of the places around here and get a cup of coffee and come back home. Mm-hmm. That's my morning coffee thing. Right. Today, the schedule changed. My mother-in-law's appointment got pushed later. So I had to walk the kids to school by okay. myself. Still fine at that point. Mm-hmm. 
because I would drop them off, go get a coffee, come back. But my daughter had a, 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 a case test positive, a kid tested positive for COVID. So she, her whole class is quarantined for two weeks. So they're at home. Okay. And so she's not allowed to go uh, to school. So she's on home. She's got the home thing. So my, I have to drop my son off and then hurry up and come back with my daughter to get her logged into school. So that means we go for a walk. She comes with me and then drop him off around eight 30. And I got to get her back home by eight 40 to log into the, the Chromebook on, at the her online desk. school. Cause she's six years old and I can't just leave her home alone. No. Uh, I mean, I guess I could, but I'm mm. not going to not at this point. I mean, she'd probably be okay, but she'd probably be freaked out. Uh, no, you know, just put on RoboCop and let her chill yeah, out. Yeah, She'll that's be fine. right. Hey, here's your three choices. We got RoboCop Predator, or you could just sit on your bed and wait. Turn on RoboCop, uh, set her up with the dark web. Just, you know, let nature take its course. Here's some Roblox and, uh, and uh, my credit card. See, mm-hmm. see how much damage you could do. Something, something, something. We turned out fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, uh, I was like, oh, man, okay. Uh, let's do this. And then... It just, I just got sidetracked and that was it. You know, I just started, you know, came back and then started working. And then like just over the course of that time, got that. And it just to prove a point, I am addicted to coffee. That's, apparently the, the body rejected the no coffee. You're just going on a drink. You're making your own caffeine in there. Like, well, I don't know what the, I was definitely had a headache. So I don't know if I was making enough. Uh, you know, it's like the tightening of the top of your head yeah. headache. You know, I know like the feeling. One. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's not terrible. Just annoying. Anyway. And that's someone like- in the comments in order the discord somewhere is going to come along and be like, well, this is why you shouldn't be drinking coffee. This is why you shouldn't mm. be putting caffeine in your body. And to them, I Please. say, yeah, we know we don't care. That's not wait, the point. Wait, caffeine's bad. I mean, in moderation. I mean, caffeine's not really good for you in any amount. No, that's not true. I thought caffeine in small amounts is actually... It's like, not really that beneficial for you. I mean, obviously, it gets it juices you up a little bit, you know, once you're kind of reliant on it. But, uh, you know, in oh general, boy. you can live a life without caffeine, but I choose not to because I prefer my life with caffeine. Thank you. All right, here we go. Oh, got, boy, here got we the, go. Got the white paper right in front of me. Effects oh, of caffeine boy. on human health. Here we go. All right, here we go. Who is your source? What is this? This is uh, the National Institute of Health. National Institute that's, of Caffeine. It's the that's Caffeine the, Lobby of America. That's, <laughs> that's, what, right. that's what the NIH stands for, right? Uh, sure, yeah. Let's go, we'll with, go that. with that. I think yeah. that's right. This, this is the, yeah. specifically the National Center for Biotechnology Information. It's, mm. this is, uh, it's a NIH. .gov. It's all a mm-hmm. .gov. Oh, if it's, it's neat- .gov, then that's, I mean, that's like the cream <laughs> of the crop right there. I've got the abstract here. If you yes, really want to okay. hear it. Caffeine uh, is probably the most frequently ingested pharmacologically active substance in the world. Mm-hmm. It's found in common beverages, coffee, tea, soft drinks, and products containing cocoa or chocolate, and in medications. Uh-huh. Let me see if I can find a... Hang on. Based on the data... I'm skipping ahead. Based on the data reviewed, it is concluded that for the healthy adult population, moderate daily caffeine intake at a dose level up to 400 milligrams a day, uh, equivalent to... I'm not going to, never mind. Uh-huh. There is a formula here. Uh-huh. <laughs> is not associated with adverse effects. Okay. okay. Such, as, such as general toxicity, cardiovascular effects, effects on bone status and calcium balance, changes in adult behavior, mm-hmm. increased incidence of cancer, and effects on male fertility. It says mm. it is not associated with those things. All of those things are fine if you drink 400 milligrams or less. Well, now I got to measure my caffeine intake. Yeah, that's the thing. Thanks, I'm not bro. doing that. Yeah, thanks. Actually, no, isn't that only like... A couple cups. I don't. I think that's only like two cups I or something. Know. I mean, here's the I thing. Don't. I've cut soda pretty much entirely out of my diet. The only caffeine I'm really in- ingesting is, by and large, coffee. 
and is usually no more than one cup a day. So I don't feel like I'm in any kind of danger zone here. I, I feel like I feel like people who only drink one cup a day are judging me. I feel like <laughs> no. I feel like I feel like if I will look at you, you only need one cup a day. La yeah. da. Hey, if yeah. you were drinking like three cups a day, I might give you a little bit of a side eye. But like, am, other than that, no, here I am drinking three quarters of a pot every morning. I was going to say one cup a day, man. You might as well just have somebody drink coffee and breathe on you. Like get, get some real coffee problems. Like if you're not drinking half a pot. I mean, technically I am drinking half a pot. It's just half a French press pot. You could get, so that's, uh, a, that's also what I drink. Get some of that caffeinated soap. What? Dude, okay, they, you can't just make, say something like that. You can't just say things make, like that. They make caffeine soap. Why? Uh, <laughs> to further caffeinate yourself. <laughs> my skin is as absorbed you through my... Bath oh, buzz. Okay. Here we go. Oh, yeah, you want to see my skin vibrate? Here you go. Get, your, get yourself a bar of bath buzz. Ugh. I think... Can I, you still get the... Can you still get the patches? Like, similar to, oh, like, a, like, a nicotine patch? I bet somebody will be a patch for anything, man. This is not how I want to ingest my caffeine, I, man. Yeah, you know, I kind of enjoy just drinking the, the process of drinking the coffee. You don't want like to don't want to just osmose through your skin? No. I, I mean, feel like, so I feel like at that point, probably I'd want to stop. Mm. Like, if I'm at the point where it's like, oh, I can't drink the coffee, but I still need the caffeine, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and rub it on my skin. Is probably where I would walk away. <laughs> Here we go. Fifteen best caffeine patches of twenty twenty one. Wow, there are o- there are 15? over fifteen. There are sixteen. One just really sucks. Boy, a, hey, this isn't even a patch at all. Wow, here's one called Good Molecules. We should move on. Okay. Uh, well, I am caffeine. I have. I am. Uh, I also. I drink tea, but I drink decaffeinated tea. I drink ca- or caffeine free. Caffeine free. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just said we need to move on, but I just found caffeinated oh. eye masks. Wait, like do you ever just think maybe like society? Do you think ever just think like society might be too sick to survive? Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I'm having that moment right now. Well, it just sounds like there's a market for take thing and then add caffeine to it. So if yeah. I can get, you want caffeine socks? I'll why not? Get why some stop caffeine. there, man? Just get a nicotine yeah. patch too while you're at it. If you're just gonna slap chemicals on your body, then let's just let's go. Just like a full outfit of caffeine soaked clothing and like, Ooh. let's, why not? When it rains, it pours, here at Caravella's Caffeine Clothing, when it rains, <laughs> pours right into your cup. Uh, and I don't put sugar in my, my, my coffee. So, you know, listen, I got, you got to choose your vices, right? Yes. Got to choose your vices. Indeed. Video games and caffeine. That's where I'm at, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, I experienced both this very morning. <laughs> That's what waking up with some uh some some uh French roast and solar ash. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's talk yes. solar ash. Let's do it. The best part of waking up is the ultra void in your cup. Mm-hmm. If uh if uh if, if if you need something to get your heart moving and the caffeine ain't doing it, trust the good folks at Heart Machine mm-hmm. to get solar ash going. So Have solar you considered ash- rollerblading in a black hole. <laughs> because that oh, I, is how solar ash does start I it guess, like d- does pretty much just launch i guess it is a little more rollerblading but about the time that i started grinding on rails i was just mm. like wow another another week another mashup of tony hawk and space stuff nah man so, it's like it's jet set radio no is, future yes you're right <laughs> Yes, nice. That's, that's, good, that's nice, not nice. That's, that's pretty that's good. That's pretty good. Save, that's good work. Yes, I saved that one. Right, that one. That's, <laughs> that's good work. Yeah, I guess. Okay, sure. Yes, it is more Jet Set Radio now that you mention it. Well, you're, you're not no graffiti or anything. Sci-fi and very abstract. Let's see. yes. Uh, 
So, so Solar Ash, from the makers of Hyperlight Drifter, a game yes. I enjoyed a lot. I think all three of us enjoyed, at least on some level. I haven't played it. Okay, except for Brad, who has not played it. You should do that eventually. I, we talk, we I, yeah, I have enjoyed it, yeah. Planorama. I, it's in my back pocket. I intend to play that game one day, when the time uh, is right. When the time is right. When you will know the when action. the time is right. That's one, it's one of those games. It's just like, okay, I've made my billions. I'm just off on an island. Me and Hyperlight Drifter. It's you. It's fine. Fine. All you ever wanted, and then you're in some kind of Twilight Zone episode where you realize that, like, oh no, you forgot the power cable That's, to yeah. your your thing. Finally, all the time, and all I have is Fortnite. Mm. Um. So, uh, Solar Ash is uh, it's forty bucks. It's coming out on PlayStation and PC. I think it's on the Epic Store uh, exclusively on the PC. Super stylized. You probably remember seeing some of it during uh, PlayStation State of Plays or showcases. Um, it, it was shown around uh, quite a bit. Uh, it's, I think, like you guys said, it's got some Jet Set, but it's also got, to me, it's got some like boy. I always get this one wrong. Not Wanda and the Colossus. Shadow, Shadow, Shadow of the, the Colossus. Colossus. Yes. Shadow Absolutely. of the Colossus business going on. Definitely. Um, where the setup is, I think it's a cool setup. Uh, where you are a Void runner, void runner, void yes, runner. That's right. Part of an. Uh, a, I'll try and go into the story here. I don't think I'll spoil anything because I think it's. They really just kind of drop you in, like they yeah. give you a little bit of background, but not much. Well, you're uh, you're, you're part of a civilization civilization whose planet is about <laughs> to be eaten by a black hole, otherwise known as the Ultra Void. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Ultra Void. So Which, you, uh, like to, I'm just pleased to announce my campaign to petition the International Astrophysics Committee uh, community uh, to refer to black holes as Ultra Voids from now on. Yes, we know we don't know what's beyond the Ultra Void, uh, but we can say uh, uh, free skating into one not recommended. Unless you are a Void Runner, apparently an elite team of uh, of people that from this planet that have this Void tech that can. Uh, <laughs> this is the setup for the game, but it is uh, it is implied and then explicitly stated that the the um, governments, as you might imagine, of this planet cannot figure out a solution to stop themselves from foiling, falling in to this black hole. So the Typical Void bureaucracy <laughs> can't even like you know faced with like a real problem like a yeah. giant black hole. They just all they do is bicker <laughs> some, all day long. Some of that stuff is a little on the nose, like some of the yeah. news, newspaper clipping type stuff you find around of like it's like. Oh, here is a poster with a bunch of tips for how to get along with others. Most of these tips are crossed out and replaced with, like, attack and defense strategy. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, oh, society really was a nice utopia until threatened with apocalypse, and then it all went to shit, and everybody just killed each other. So so, uh, uh, you are are what uh, they imply is the last kind of charge of the Void Runners as they go into this uh, black hole uh, and you can survive it because of this void tech and it's, uh, the nature of the void tech is, is kind of delivered through the story in the game, but you go through it and then the gameplay is essentially trying to hook up these networks, uh, throughout the, so on the other side of the black hole is basically this pocket dimension, universe, yeah, like whatever. sort of a purgatorial kind of dimensional space, it's very kind of like dreamy and abstract. Like there's no yeah. flat ground in most of it. It's like the whole, the whole thing is just a surface of like. Gas, some yeah. kind of like undulating cloud of energy gas or something that you're and skating some around kind on. Of like menacing entity that lives in there that really doesn't like you very much but or any know, of the people who have come through. There's there's like rock outcroppings and, and skyscrapers and stuff poking out of the cloud that you're skating on, but there's yeah. it's not it's not very grounded. You know, like you're yeah. mo- you're on the move all the time because there's nothing to stand on. 
imagine floating chunks of land too like that yeah. that sort of kind of ethereal plane so yeah so the uh you kind of quickly realize that you can't make contact with any of the other void runners that came before you and um there's a computer network sid that is supposed to be connecting you have a plan the void runners had a plan to to stop this thing the star seed is that what it's called uh yes. i think it's called the star seed star, to thing that yes, stops the star void yeah, so they had this plan to do it, and you're like, what happened? Where is everybody? And Sid, the computer network, is like, I don't know, they're all offline. Also, I, I guess what? I can't contact the other nodes because big monster is in the way stopping it. So uh, these entities are in the way. They're very Colossus-like. You do a certain number of things in the area, which seems like poking a sewing needle into an eyeball. Generally, you... you um. They say specifically you are going after the exposed nerve endings of these creatures, like, yeah. you know, which is their way of saying the hit points without saying hit points. Y yeah. So you have this kind of like acupuncture needle you shove into an eyeball uh, by doing kind of aggressively tight windows, timing yeah. windows for... Yeah. Uh, um, all right. It's hard, kind of hard to explain. So you how have many, this, like... Okay. First off, how many tries did you guys take on that first dragon? So oh, my the, gosh. The first one, like, a couple... Yeah, the Mine second took me one like eight. The second yeah. one a lot. Okay, I found, the I second found the, dragon or the I, second try on the dragon? No, the, the second second boss, phase. like the second, second boss. The okay, second okay actual, so I haven't actually beaten the second boss okay. yet. The, the second, the giant second boss. I found like some of the timing windows were pretty tight. Yeah. So so they um so the t the timing in that game is basically you have this kind of black goo and then there I don't know what they look. What are they like fireworks? They, there's like these posts stuck in them that you they look like, like needles to me. The not the thing you stick in the thing. No, you I'm saying, but the, the thing oh, that you are um, you are hitting also kind of looks like a needle. Are, like those, an are, those are the nerve endings, right? Those are nerve. Okay, so yeah. you have to hit these things, and as soon as you hit one, it'll jump to another point. You got to get there as fast as possible because there's a timer that starts, and if the timer runs out, the whole thing goes super hot. And if you're on it, you you basically die and have yeah. to start over. Like so, keep in mind. So a, a key thing about that though is that like they're definitely going for a lot of sewing metaphors in this game because <laughs> like the the lady who is yelling at you in the void, like she is all kind of broken apart and has like a big needle stabbed through her heart. Uh -huh. There's a thread that goes through each of these. Yes. needles that you're hitting so like they are definitely going for a visual metaphor there uh and so you uh you you kind of have to go hit all these checkpoints and then the last one is usually an eyeball where you, sh you stab the eyeball that release if you do enough of those it'll release uh, or awaken the boss in the area and then the boss usually has about three phases where you're doing that you're climbing on the floating gargantuan colossal boss and now doing these challenges on that boss but you can fall off yeah. the boss is, is wiggling and turning sometimes sometimes the camera gets a little camera, too wild camera maybe so, doesn't keep up with your movements as well should, sometimes should maybe back up and talk about your kind of kit a little bit the mechanics sure. like so you hold left trigger l2 to, to skate yeah like that makes you just glide, glide very smoothly yeah. and like it lets you grind on rails and stuff you also hit r2 to boost which gives you just a little extra speed every so often you also have uh time skip right isn't, isn't that what they call it yeah, and I, like the, you, what, it wasn't explained all that well. I mean, I, I got it now, but yeah. Yeah, so it, it's interesting because all it does is kind of practically freezes time. Like, it's technically still mm. moving, but it's so slow that you've just got a few seconds of practically being motionless in midair or whatever. And, like, I don't know if you guys have seen anything later that actually requires time skip, but I think it's, like, it's to me, it seems like an interesting example of an accessibility feature that is introduced diegetically. Like, it's part of the world and the mechanics. It's not, like... It's not like you go into a menu and say, oh, make the encounters like a third slower. Mm. It's just 
hey, because of your void tech, like, because you can control time and space, you can just kind of freeze time whenever you want. But I don't think you have to use it, right? Like, I don't... So, so it seems like it is only... Uh, some windows where I feel like you had, you do actually have to use it. But, like, like in, all, in some of the regular traversal, I don't think you the, do. The one... The one thing it does for you that I think you don't get otherwise is like you're grappling onto a lot of stuff. Like there are yeah. a lot of grapple points that you can zip to. And I think if you if you time skip and line those up in your reticle, those the grapple points will be active much farther away. Yes, it mm-hmm. extends the range of it. Yeah. But if you get close enough to them, they work anyway. So like it's it's I think it's kind of cool that like time skip is in there and helps you if you need it. But if you really just want to blaze through that game at full speed all the time, I think you can, from what I've seen, mostly get by without it. I think I think that might be true. Like, uh, yeah, it only it you really can't do anything else but grapple in times while it's active, and it's you right. can't you can't use your sword. You can o- there is also a melee attack. You can't dash out of it. You can't double jump while you're in it. Like you yeah. can only only do that grapple. And yeah, I think the main thing I saw was it helps you line it up, and because some of those windows are super tight and extends the range. And I've used it to traverse in places where if you miss a jump. And you want to not fall all the way down a cliff, use that time skip to get back up very quickly. Yeah, there's a lot of spots where you, if you don't make the exact right grapple jump sequence they want. It could be punishing. You're going to have to backtrack. And like, I don't, none of the backtracking is ever more than like 10 to 30 seconds, let's say. Let's say maybe a minute, you know, in like the worst case scenario. But, uh, but it does kind of add up if you, you know, if you whiff a sequence like three times in a row, it starts to be a little like, all right, I got to circle all the way back around and do this. There again. are a couple of like environmental shortcuts you can also yeah. open up to that yeah, will get you back to certain platforms. Yeah, you're you're definitely opening up some like grind rails that you can. It's like, oh, yeah. I can. I don't have to climb all the way around the sides of this building now. I can just grind straight up this rail because I opened this door. But you're or right. Like, this is this is a flow state game. Like this is a game where you are very much designed to like get into a flow with it to just sort of feel out the mechanics and also kind of just respond maybe a little bit more instinctively than like trying to think through those platforming challenges. Because the more time I've found myself like staring at a thing and like trying to think through the right timing of it, the more I tend to fumble it. I feel like. Sure. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, that's kind of exactly what I wanted to come in here and say about it. Like flow state was literally the phrase in my mind <laughs> playing it. Uh. But for this me, it's like together. when you when you hit the flow state, it feels really good. But when you don't, it can be a little frustrating. Like, like, Vinny, like Vinny was saying, like some of those bosses, I've only beaten the first two, but like the second boss, man, <laughs> like once once I just barely hit the lip of a platform while I was dashing and it went yeah. into like the climb animation and interrupted what I was doing. And then I ran out of time and died. You know, sometimes it, sometimes you'll fall off the side, like the camera gets a little wonky. Or sometimes the um, if you're doing it, especially on your first run, sometimes the nerve ending point seems like you have to hit it in midair on a jump. Yeah, it's not on a platform, and so if you're like hit the brakes to be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to pass this thing because you're moving quickly on there. You're if you touch, there are platforms on the boss, and then there's like this quote unquote skin of the boss. If you touch the skin of the boss, the you're you're you have to start over. Yeah. Um, and so that could be super frustrating too, where you're like, Ooh, th- I got to hit this one in the air. I didn't realize. Cause as you're moving quickly, I didn't realize the per- depth perception of it, where it was. And you know, you're on like sequence 10 or 12 of that thing. And then you got to start from zero again. You know, you got to yeah. start over again. Uh, and that, that boss is kind of neat. The one that you beat just because there's a lot of jumping and fl- it flips around a lot. Yeah, and it, it, it's it's kind of neat. It one is the camera two or three times. That's the first. That's the first one where I think I was using time skip. Like I didn't use time yeah. skip that much on the other one, but this one, 
I kind of feel like I, the, I, you almost, unless you could probably was, do it without it, like you said, but. I was actually going to say, like, addendum to what I said about the time skip earlier. Like, I I wouldn't want to get through that boss without it. Like, it's, no. it, it got real hard. Like, those, those again, those timing windows are pretty punishing. If they're not nothing. Yeah. You're not, and, if you're not exactly on it. So they're punishing, but then I've also found that if you, if it is turning red and you're about to go and you still have a second to hit it, it will, it will uh, reset. The um, other thing that's a little, a little tough about it is, or the thing I started doing with the bosses in particular is just slow down a bit. I was, I was, because if you go too far, you'll miss the platform. There's not a lot of great air control. It's there, but I found the air control to, it's not like you're going to overshoot something then just pull back and, and get back on it you're, you're better off undershooting something i think that is maybe my one issue with it so far is that i just don't feel like and again this is a very nebulous thing that is sometimes hard to quantify but the game feel feels like it is like 90 percent of the way there mm. but not a hundred percent like they're just little things that feel like they're just a tad off in terms of like jumping windows timing windows things like that like i mean some of it might just be my skill set i don't know but i just i don't feel like i'm getting that like Oh, I'm just grooving with this kind of like control feel to it. I want an air dash. Like mm-hmm. I yes, think that is th- yes. It, I'm kind of shocked feel, there isn't one. Like I, 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 feel, I hit a button. I hit that dash button in I, the air I, so many times. I don't know how many times I have hit that, knowing that it wouldn't work, and yes. still hitting it like like indignantly anyway. It's just like <laughs> God damn it, this should work. Like maybe that's yes. one of those upgrades you get later or something. I don't know, but so, so that's I guess that's another thing that is because um, um, there's like suits, right? Like that's the thing yeah. where you get new stuff. So you get suits, which are cool because they're tied into finding the lore of the other Void Runners that are in there. And you kind of are putting what it seems like their suit together by finding caches throughout the level. Uh, but the suits so far seem like I got one that um, doubles my... Uh, okay, so there's a currency in the game called Plasma, which you can use to get health upgrades um, mm-hmm. to, to get you more health. Uh, and I got one that doubles the Plasma intake, one that lowers the time on that time skip ability one that gives you lowers the recharge on that boost your regular boost ability um and those are fun to find but man i spent a lot i spent spent like an hour trying to find the last two so i'm gonna give a pro tip if anybody's jumping into this if you're on that level brad was just talking about which i think is the city the the broken city broken capital i think is what it's called yeah if you're looking for those caches you can go back outside of that city if you didn't find them. That's where they are. Wait, also, what? Yeah. So Wait, they're not in that level? There's like a portal into that level. There's a run up to that main city area. And there's like a little outside area that you, before you get to that tree fountain where you encounter that other character. Yeah. Yeah. So like the the lead up, the transition oh, into that level has like two void caches there. Okay. That makes Cause I, sense. Because I only found one of them in the city and I was like, where the hell are the rest of yeah. these? I feel like I've been over a lot of this. So they mark them. They're little symbols. And this is a neat thing they do. They're little symbols when you're getting near a path to take you to one. And those symbols will dim out if you found the one that's near it, which is nice. So it actually okay. does mark it. Uh, but yeah, there's that. And the other thing I spent about an hour looking for is there's a, a character in that area, another tip if you're going to play, character in that area that's like, oh, I'm looking for somebody. They might be in the uh, clock tower, they might be in the apartments, or they might be in the iron root basin. And so I found the clock tower, and I found the uh, apartments, and I'm like, where the heck? I'm not leaving this area until I find the iron root basin. 
And then finally, I was like, okay, I just got to move on because I just got to keep playing this game. After like another again, because I was looking for the other things, spent like an hour just roaming around. The next level is called yes. Iron Root Basin. I, I I got to the Iron Root Basin and left off, and I was like, oh, that's okay. That's where that is. That seems that was not cool, man. A little, a little misleading, yeah. Uh, a little little suboptimal yeah. there. I think, but uh, the look of the game is fantastic. Like the yeah, visual design, nice. the presentation, especially when you when you finally kill one of the bosses or do certain <laughs> other milestone events, like it goes to almost like a. I don't even know what to call the style. Like so it's some kind of motion graphic kind of style, motion comic almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like I don't know what the, I would call the, it either. The screen kind of fills with like swirls yeah, of the blood and the, the, of that pinkish blood, and like yeah. your character changes colors rapidly. It's very stylish. It's it looks the, the whole thing looks really nice. Yeah, it's got like in that moment it reminds me. Uh, I don't know why, but a little Samurai Jack ish. The original Samurai okay. Jack. Sure, like yeah, I could see that. High con- super high contrast. Yeah. Yeah, a lot uh, of flat, flat pastel-y uh, kind of colors and stuff. Yeah, I, I love the look of it. I, I actually really like the game so far. Uh, those those kind of things aside, um, I think the character work is pretty good. I was surprised to hear voice acting in it. Like when... Uh, yeah, like your character, a lot of it, actually. Your character talks um, in his voice, and I think pretty well, and other characters you meet are also voiced, and the notes you find are voice acted. And it was kind of interesting. I, I think I was just expecting... Either gibberish or no voice acting, you know, like made up language or, or no voice acting. So it, it was neat and it's well done. And the the little Sid, the computer you interact with is fully voiced. There are dialogue trees that you go down. Um, yeah, it's got kind of an interesting story. I've got a hunch about where it might be going that I'm kind of curious to see. Yeah, same if here. That, if that plays out or not. Yeah, I think they're messing around with perception and time yeah. quite a bit in this uh, in this yeah. black hole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's neat. It's it's also seems like a fairly original tale. It, like, it is. It, the game feels unique for sure. Like it. Yeah. It, it, like I I tried to come up with a oh it's this plus this reduction mm-hmm. on the way in here and I kind of couldn't until like like Alex mentioned Jet Set Radio and I'm like okay sure that there's yes. something in there yeah. Jet Set Radio and Shadow of the Colossus and weird sci-fi shit like okay sure. Was that, yeah, uh, like but, a little but, bit of like sunshine, the movie, but, you know, the sort of like the, the, you know, the last ditch effort to save everything yeah, kind of and, thing. And a little bit interstellar for that matter. Yeah. Uh, but, but going into it, I, and I were going into this podcast, I was like, this feels really fresh. Like it feels mm. unlike anything I have seen in a while or ever. Well, the thing it doesn't have, which I was actually glad to see it doesn't have, cause I thought it might. So as you're kind of cruising around, like I said, there's a currency called plasma. You pick them up. Usually they're in like a straight line and you kind of like gobble them up Pac-Man style and get them. I really thought those were going to be related to your movement and how fast you go. Like, oh, you need to keep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, what was that game where um, it was like. Uh, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. No, no, it was, <laughs> right. It was, an, it was another quote unquote flow game where you got to move and you got to keep collecting those orbs and, and, and moving forward. Um, uh, oh. came, out, came out last year. Um, uh, and you had the eagle, you had the bird. Oh, uh, um, yes, not the falconer. Nope. Uh, <laughs> oh, the pathless. Yeah, pathless. Right. Yes. So, yes. So it, I, it was. I thought it was gonna be more like that, where the the whole movement is kind of dictated of keeping this, yes. keeping this momentum going. This in this thing up. It is not that you can just keep. You can bypass those things if you want, and and only thing that's on a timer is your boost and stuff to use. So. Uh, which is neat, which is nice. I, I didn't want that from this game. Uh, it, really traversing the environments is what this game seems to be about. Yeah. And then those <laughs> those puzzles turn it on, man. When they when they get into a boss fight, um, it those windows are aggressively tight. Uh, rough. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of with Alex. I think it's about ninety percent of the way there. 
And I'm I not really sure. Like, I wish I could quantify exactly what it is. It's just there's just a lo- like a little bit of looseness to the the like the move from you know move to move to from animation to animation that just isn't like it just there's just a tightening there that I'm I, I wish was there. If it um air dash, that's all it needs. Yeah, it's, the air uh, dash would actually go a long that would, way. That would help a lot, literally. The um, I I I I think it gets easier as you go, and I don't know if this, you just get used to the controls more. Or you kind of understand what the game is asking of you, but I spent a lot more time in the first boss and then less time on each subsequent boss moving on. Interesting. Um, yeah, where, like I said, it was the opposite for me. Um, it might just be a, your mileage may vary. I was I was really, I didn't even understand why I was ba- uh, failing on that first boss until I realized like, oh, every time I touch the skin, I get bounced off. And then I was trying to dash as fast as I could on that first boss. And I just mm-hmm. had to slow it down because I was overshooting the, the platforms. Was I, Again, I haven't played Hyper Light Drifter, but I, think, I feel like I remember hearing about it. Like it explains like nothing about itself, right? Isn't that a game that sort of just throws you in and asks you to figure it out? It's not nothing, but it is extremely sparse. Okay, and cause, it cause is very this... much a just here are the vibes, here is the world, go go nuts kind okay, of thing. This, this game feels like it very much shares those sensibilities. There are yeah. there are certain things about it. I think Benny mentioned some of this. Like some of some of the aspects of the mechanics are not super clear up front until you just kind of get your head around them. Yeah, like that that time sink. I, I thought that was just going to be a general bullet time, but right. it is really there for. And that. there's and there's like this black goop everywhere that you can climb on, and some of it kills you if you hang on to it for more than a few seconds, and some of it totally does not. Yeah, yeah and, and it's all, not really clear exactly which one is which, and it all looks the same until you get on there and find out if it tries to kill you or not. Like I, th- I think yeah. some Stuff of that like kills that. you might have like a little netting pattern. It's, it's like, possible. Right. Definitely, definitely, as you hang on it, like it'll start to turn purple, and yes. you, can, you can tell then for sure. But like, it's just. There's a lot of stuff you just kind of have to get used to. Yeah. It's uh, like I said, I, I'm actually digging it. Um, I think I've got about five, four hours in four hours. I really spent so long trying to get all those suits. Cause that, that to me of that game is the two things I'm there to see are the worlds, the environments. And I want to get the, I want to find out what happened to the void runners. Like that's right. It's interesting. It, the, the setup they're doing is kind of interesting as you, each zone seems to have a member of the of the crew's story in it, and you kind of unlock the story of what's happening there. So I like it. Solar Ash. I'll, I'll say this too on the PS5. I only noticed this when I was in in more self contained areas, and the frame rate locked in at a nice sixty. Sometimes the frame rate seems to dip. Um, a little bit here and there, yeah. yeah. Not, not, not in a terrible way. I, I also noticed that because I'm super picky about that stuff. But the the day one patch came down this morning. If you didn't play the game this morning, I did. Okay, I played it last it, night. It, it, I played it, it this morning. Uh, or I don't know. It may, it may have come down last night. Anyway, I booted up this morning and it had it had updated and it seems a decent bit smoother. Okay, okay. it's not. It's nothing and, that bad. Yeah, it's not know. ruinous by any stretch. Yeah. No, not not really. Uh, I only although, noticed that like there there are a couple of environments where there's like th- three or four walls around you, and I was like, "Ooh, this is smooth." I, I will say this is the game that uh, ta- that finally convinced me to turn off the auto firmware updates on the PS5 because I left the game suspended last night, and then a firmware update came out and oh. just kills your game session to update the firmware. So yeah, this game, I mean, the checkpoints are like constant in this game, and yeah. you really lose any progress, but like you definitely could, like, yeah. I don't know. Pretty, pretty, pretty good checkpointing. Also, they they uh, when you checkpoint it, it very nicely um, stores your currency. It's like it caches how much. Uh, it caches your cash. It caches your cash, your plasma. It, it, the, the currency thing's a little weird. I'm not sure I truly understand exactly what's going on there. You kind of buy those health upgrades, and it seems like every time you beat yeah. a boss, you lose one. Yes, you 
you can have up to five health if you keep spending currency to unlock the health pips. And then, yes, every time you beat a boss, you lose one of them and have to buy it back. It's You have to buy it back, and the price goes up for everyone you buy. I'm not sure I understand the economy fully yet. It doesn't seem that complicated. I'm just wondering where it goes because uh, I'm running around with, I think, four health now, and I, I'm pretty close to buying my fifth. And is that just something it, – it, I haven't really had – I don't know. Have you guys died much aside from? Not really. Uh, I've died a decent amount. Okay, but the checkpointing, like you said, it's it's not that punitive. Yeah, the, but there's if, checkpointing if and there's health health everywhere. Yeah, if if you Jeez. die, then it responds you with one health though, so you have to you have to go back and find more. But those things usually it's like two feet away from you. Yeah, um, there there are a lot. There are a lot of them. Solar ash. Uh, neat Al- game. It's, Al- it's neat. It's neat. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's perfect, and some people are probably going to bounce off how sort of demanding and unforgiving it can be in spots. But, yeah, and just for my part, like, I think Hyperlight grabbed me a little faster than this one did, but, like, I'm still into it, and I want to play more. Yeah. Um, December 2nd, the official release date for that, and PS5, PS4, and on the Epic Store, $40 yes. for Solar Ash. Another release. Mm-hmm. Coming out, uh, 1.0. Also so, coming out officially on December 2nd. Yes. Fights in tight spaces. Finally. My time to shine. Uh, <laughs> Alex, this is a game that... Uh, uh, let's let's talk about the lead up to 1.0. You really enjoyed this game. You, you talked about it a bunch. What is Fights in Tight Spaces? So Fights in Tight Spaces uh, is a game being published by the, uh, the, the Bithel group. The Bithel folk. Oh. Yes. Huh. If I remember correctly, uh, but yes, it is a it is a deck based run based game uh, where you are a super spy fighting dudes, mm-hmm. and I mean hand to hand ass combat. Um, in a way, it kind of feels like a successor to John Wick Hex, <laughs> but also it is better in a lot of ways than what John Wick Hex was, yeah. and it is different, obviously, in some ways too that the game did not have a deck aspect to it. But so what you do is you pick um, one of several different starting decks, and they are all geared toward different play styles. One, the one I use the most is the aggressive one, which is just a lot of strikes and attacks with very few movement and dodge abilities or block abilities. There's other ones that are like just if you're a slasher and you want to use knives and create bleed effects, that's one. There's a grappling one that is just all about slams and knocking people to the ground. Um, there's a, there's at least five or six of these, I think now that you can choose from to start. It started out with only like two or three in the early access. Um, and so you're given these separate campaigns. Uh, there's five of them and each one is a different set of enemies groups that you're fighting. And then the, it, it, in the lead up to the 1.0, the last one was just a, an amalgamation of all the different enemies from all the different groups that would just come in random combinations. Um, I haven't actually gotten to the final stage in 1.0 yet, so I can't say what they've done differently with that. Uh, I think they may have made some changes to it, but, um, but the idea is, you know, you're trying to progress each time you finish a battle, you earn new cards, you earn money, which you can spend on health upgrades and more, more cards and upgrading your cards. Um, and you're just trying to build your dude up as much as you can before getting to that final death march of, uh, of enemies. (laughs) Is there, yeah, is, there, and, is there anything you unlock in between runs, or is it all straight back to zero? Uh, as far as I recall, I have not really unlocked anything that was, like, progressive. It is very much just, like, here are the decks you start with. 
and then here's your run and go. And there might be some other stuff, but also the thing is I have never actually beaten the full campaign uh, on the default difficulty. I have done it on the the added difficulties, which they've done over the course of the early access period. It was originally, it was just like the classic difficulty was like, you go until you're dead. And then when you're mm-hmm. dead, that's it. But then they added some other ones that are like, hey, you get resets or, you know, you can restart this battle, you know, if you want. But like... The classic is really, it feels like the way they kind of want you to play it. Uh, what is what is the game, um, the game, that one where they send you through time with the tanks on the on the field, and you, it's all about Into position. the Breach. Yeah, so it's got a vibe like that, I feel like, where it's all about, from watching you play mostly, all about positioning and trying to get other enemies to either hit other enemies, or what's what's got that, it's got that, what is the next two moves kind of vibe to it, or totally. the next move. Uh, if I hit this person, they're going to back away because it does tell you what they're going to do, right? Yeah. We're all very simpatico today. Me and Brad with the flow state, you and me talking about <laughs> Into the Breach because I was definitely uh, one I was going to bring up as I was talking about it. It's hitting that same mm-hmm. brain zone that I had with Into the Breach where it's just like I just want to keep booting it back up and trying <laughs> again and again and again. Sounds like, um, like, a, like a predictive quality to it almost of just like totally. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to read what is going to happen in the next move or two and, and react yeah. beforehand. And, you know, because each each round, you're given a set number of cards from your deck that you can use. And sometimes you get bad pulls. You know, it's just like, okay, here are some attacks that really don't help me very much for what I'm doing. So I need to dodge and bob and weave and block and all that stuff just to try and get to the next one where I can actually do some damage. Um, it is about positioning. There are challenges that come from each battle. Some of them are just like, you know, you get extra currency for doing this, but some are like, you get more combo ability, like a permanent combo uh, uh, or permanent for that run. Combo upgrade or momentum upgrade mm-hmm. or, you know, you know, like that kind of stuff. But there's, there's stuff like, um, I don't know if you've seen it, Brad, where like, you know, three enemies on the map, you're standing next to one and one guy pulls, uh, is going to fire his gun at you. Uh, on the next turn, right? It's like, okay, yeah. this guy's going to fire his gun. So you can use a card that is uh, a move that'll swap positions with a guy, right? So you'll you'll kind of move past the guy and he'll take your spot. So on the next turn, that guy punches into nothing and the guy that was going to shoot you shoots that guy. That yeah. kind of stuff, which devious. is... Devious. Devious. And I think there's a replay, is that right? That shows you in real time? Yes, or no? so, okay. and it's better, this is also where the John Wick Hex thing comes in, because remember, that was the thing I was excited for in that game, was like, oh, cool, I'm going to get to watch all my turn-based stuff happen in real yeah. time and see what that looked like in the context of, like, a John Wick action sequence, and it didn't really work there. I, I, I will say real quick, I'm not sure that Biffle Games actually is involved with this. I haven't found any. Mode 7 is the publisher. Mode 7 publishers of Frozen Synapse and to- Tokyo 42. It is in conjunction with Bithel Games. I huh. wasn't wrong. <laughs> but it is Mode 7 also that's publishing it, yes. It's got Bithel Tech? I, I don't know exactly what the nature of that relationship is, but I, I, I remember now how it was that I found it. It was because Slowinski hit me up about that game originally. Anyway, I, I forgot what I was talking about. You are going to say how cool Fights in Tight Spaces is. It is very cool. And uh, so the replays. So there's still like a little bit of like animation hitchiness, obviously, because you're doing it. It is a turn based thing running in real time. Mm -hmm. But the way those replays are shot and the way they kind of flow together, I feel like works a lot better here. Like it actually they they do look generally pretty cool. Uh, It's a game I watched you play. And like, I I think if you set it now as a 1.0 without without me having seen it and kind of knowing that, yeah, this is a game I want to try. Deck based, here we go. Like there's been a lot of deck based stuff in the last year. 
I might pass on it, but totally. this one's this one's this one I'm gonna try. I'm actually sure. like I came out of Inscription like primed for more deck building games, Ooh. which is weird because like that game is not really a deck. I mean, it is, but that. <laughs> I don't know how to fucking talk. You know, you know what I mean. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean. I know what you mean. I know like, what you mean. Deck building is the means by which that game inflicts its madness upon you. There you yes, go. That's but it's it, not. It. But it's not a pure deck building game that you just play over and over. Although I kind of wish it was, and I really <laughs> want to know what he's up to next. But uh, anyway, yeah. Like I, I straight up have got Slay the Spire back on my Switch before this trip. I'm about to go on and. Don't forget, there's I will, that. Um, I will play uh, fights and tight spaces as well. I just kind of want to play some card games. Uh, the, that Steam World has that uh, deck builder. Yeah, also, right? I feel terrible that I never played a Steam World COD adventure. No. Oh, what is it? Hand what? of Hand of G- Gilmesh. Steam World Quest, right? Yes. 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 Steam World Quest was the name of the game. Hand of okay. Hand of Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Okay, that's uh, really good. <laughs> yeah, I, I I never got around to playing that, and maybe I should check that out. I've got that on my Switch as well. There's plenty of deck builders. There's the one that's on the train, also. Uh, um, I don't know, Hell Train. <laughs> I forget what that's right. called. <laughs> Let's just call it Hell Train. Oh, hell Train. Ride your Hell Train. I remember ben, ben played a lot of it. I played a, a decent amount. Oh, uh, oh, uh, Monster Train. Monster Train. Monster Train. Yeah. Monster there we train. go. That was we a fun there. one. Um, yeah, uh, fights in tight spaces. One point. I'm I'm curious to see what's new in 1.0 as well, though I, I doubt I would exactly know. Uh, but I will find out. It's I, I, for, I will say over the course of their early access, they've done a good job. They've added a bunch of different cards, different dynamics to that game, the new difficulty levels and stuff. Like it, my my experience with it was enough to keep me interested month after month playing it regularly over mm-hmm. the course of this pretty much this entire year because I think it hit. I came into early access in like February. Okay. Fights in Tight Space is uh, a game now going into 1.0 if you're looking out for it on Xbox and PC. $20 on Xbox as of the early, um, they don't call it early. In the preview program, yes. Preview program. Maybe it'll go up. We're not sure. And then it's $25 on on PC uh, for the 1.0 release of it. Uh, uh, So you can check it out there. Uh, I want to quickly just say we played a little more Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, Uh, we did. We, uh, Alex and I jump back in, stream some more of that. I'm really digging that game. I'm, well, I'm really we got ha- to the part that I thought you were going to dig the most, which was the giant space station that is basically just, you know, kind of the Omega from, from Mass Effect. Yes. And, and, and like mm. the character work in that game. I, listen, it's a licensed property. A lot of the character templates are all, already there. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But I think the personifications they're doing and the delivery of them. I'm I'm really digging. Everybody needs to stop talking so positively about this game. <laughs> I'm as surprised as you are, man. I was not expecting to come in here and really dig this thing, I, but I like am. I'm a couple chapters from the end and I think it is some of the strongest Marvel video game work I've played. I am I am almost actively disinterested in that property, but people are talking like this game's so good you can't miss it. It's like it's like a notch below the Spider's Man. Just because, like, I think the Spider-Man games have a little bit more going on in the background, and it's not just kind of an on-rails, here is your, you know, moment-to-moment-to-moment-to-moment kind of thing. Sure. But the moment-to-moment stuff in this one is really well-delivered, and in in a a more just universe, the the Avengers game got this same treatment and was just this and not the fucking weird bullshit they tried to layer on top of it. Yeah, like there's no, it doesn't feel bloated or or done up in a way that um, breaks games sometimes, right? Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not 
constantly being reminded that I need to spend some kind of currency on outfits or 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 stuff like that. It just it's like a neat single player adventure game where that hub world, that hub we were in, mm-hmm. um, had nowhere had the name no, of that place. nowhere had more stuff than in it than it had any right to have. Like it was yep. it was fleshed out in a way that you were like. Wow, they really spent a lot of time in this for things that don't seem to go anywhere. I mean, it is called nowhere, but like that's great. It's it's fantastic. A lot of interactions, a lot of fun. You met Cosmo, off. the greatest character in the I, Marvel universe. <laughs> I met Cosmo. That was pretty good. And, and uh, Cosmo's, um, he had his whole dog pound there, so mm-hmm. uh, uh, that was great. It was great. It was fun. I, I I'm really digging it. And I think for a game that seems so fragile in terms of. Boy, this is going to live and die by the character interaction. Uh, interactions. It seems to be holding it up. Yeah, like I said, I, I think we've said before. You know, there's a couple of things about just sort of the way the dynamic dialogue sometimes overlaps itself, or just yeah. gets like a little too shouty. But it that's it. It's just a little too. It's not like unbearable. It's not problematic in any way. It's just kind of like, eh, they could have dialed this back a touch. I gotta say, if you're interested in playing this game, now's the time. Because man. Yeah. It's, oh, it's cheap already. It, I know. It hit, it hit deep sales rapidly. It is yeah. twenty six ninety nine at GameStop right now. Yeah, physical copies were at like twenty five bucks for Black Friday. I think digitally it's still like thirty thirty five on most stores now. Mm. That's a shame, I guess, if it didn't do super well because because it sounds like they actually brought it. It feels like one of those games that's going to pick up steam as it gets cheaper. Like people mm, will sure. give it a shot when it gets cheaper, and more people will talk about it over time. But obviously, that's not great for maybe getting a sequel or whatever they want to do. It's I, just kind of like, eh. I wonder if the state of Avengers contributed to that at all. I mean, that I, game maybe poisoned the well a little bit. Yeah, it it could be one of those games too, where if it does well enough to warrant a sequel, which there's probably a lot of money involved in the Marvel property. So I don't know what that threshold is. Maybe it's one of those games where the sequel really lands a lot harder than the first mm-hmm. one did, uh, and people go back and play that first one too. Maybe it may be like kind of Witcher esque, where like by the time Witcher two and three came out, people were like, "Oh, these games, these games have hit now." Yeah. Uh, where nobody was really that into the Witcher one for you know a, a variety of reasons, and Witcher two and Witcher three. You know what kind of surprises me though, and I mean, I, obviously this year has been hard for a lot of different reasons, but I kind of am surprised more people didn't take a flyer on it just because there haven't been that many like big AAA experiences that are in that vein this year. Like you can kind of point at like you know a Ratchet or you know uh, you know I, to a less, slightly lesser degree like a, a Psychonauts or something like big you know single player character focus games that are fun and enjoyable and you know those all seem to do reasonably well i would have thought in a year that just didn't have like very many of those kind of tentpole releases you might just say oh big marvel game i've seen these movies i know these characters why not take a a flyer on that but i don't know it also reviewed better than i think most people were expecting (laughs) i i'll say this about it i don't i don't think it showed very well no no no, the early trailers were terrible that e3 demonstration in particular i think probably worked against that game yeah and so i was not my expectations were pretty low i I don't think it's just surpassing my expectations i think i'm genuinely enjoying it yeah me too um yeah i don't think i wasn't expecting a lot uh out of it and i bet some of the avengers stuff of uh the the character likenesses and all the stuff that went into that uh, i bet it did affect some of this but i it, it is not suffering that with me probably 
where I would say mostly because the characters are not, or they're humanoid, but they're mm-hmm. not recognizable. You <laughs> like, like you, they're a giant tree and a raccoon mm-hmm. and uh, a guy that pretty much looks like the guy from the uh, from the movies. Uh, the Drax looks very right. Draxish, and the voices. I think, if not for the likenesses, they went for the Guardians of the Galaxy cinematic voices. Uh, it's but yeah, certainly they're it's pretty in that close. Vein. I mean, Star I think the only Lord's one that isn't is Star Lord. Yeah, yeah, very different Star Lord. And so. I don't mind that they went for a different thing. I just don't necessarily love the thing that guy went for for the Star Lord. Yeah, it's funny. All right, any other games you want to talk about for this week? Uh, That's about it for now. Yeah, I'm still. I'm. I'm actually very close to uh, being done with Forza Horizon Five, at least as far as like the campaign stuff is going. I might oh, actually. Wild. I might do a stream that's just playing the last of the big uh, different events. events for each one because there's like those big final races for each of the the hubs you open. I haven't done oh, any cool. of those yet, so I might just do all of those back to back at some point. Do you so have a fun. favorite car that isn't just my Subaru? Yeah, like, <laughs> is it your you, is it your Subaru? Yes, you my Subaru's in there. How do you pick a favorite in that game? There are so fucking many cars. I know. I I do. There is a particular Porsche that I'm very fond of using in a lot of things, and then also just driving the damn Warthog sometimes. Yeah, it's very fun. How okay. hard is it to get that thing? Or it's that, expensive. It- well, it, you can buy it. Oh, it's just you just pay currency for it. Yeah, it's a little expensive, but it's not okay. like one of the most expensive cars in the game or anything. Okay, but it's not some it's not some crazy like quest line unlock or something. No, I think that's one you can just you can get either in the roulette or just buy it. Um, if there's any consolation to you, Brad, my son has it, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know how. Maybe he got it in a roulette thing. I don't know, but I, it's another case of like it's like Smash Brothers itis, where it's just like he's like, "Wow, this car is awesome!" And I was like, "Dude, that looks like a warthog." He's like, "Wart what?" He's like, "This car is just really good." How old like, must uh, your child be before you talk to them about Halo? Well, it's like it's again. It's one of those things where he learns about a game from another game that has brought in the assets to it. God forbid he ever plays Shovel Knight and how many discussions we're going to have to have oh, about all those characters. But uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting. And I'm like, oh, you know, I told him I was like that car is a car from a game called Halo, uh, and he's like, when are we playing that? And I was like, well, well, it's, you know, it's about pretty soon, seven, probably seven more days. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there soon enough. I think. I think Halo. I think Halo as your first first-person shooter. There are worse ways to kind of oh, enter. No, that's a that. great like yeah. the early Halo games. Those are great entry, to, especially for if you want to play on consoles. Like that is a great way to learn that those kind of mechanics. Yeah, just chuck them into the Master Chief Collection. And let them loose. Just go. Just go. And, that and thing we finally play- got there, right? Like that thing is acceptable now. I think so. I think I think it, I think it's all functional, and yeah. and we could play it uh, co op. So that would be uh, that would be pretty fun. I think. Yes. By by the time you get through all of those games, maybe campaign co op will be out for Infinite finally. <laughs> yeah. Right. We'll just roll right into that one. I will uh, say uh, the only thing in Forza I was really fixated on getting wasn't even a car. It was just horns. These, well, no, it wasn't even a oh. horn either. It was the horns are great. I, I love the horns, but like so, there's a storyline in there. One of the main story quests where you are. In a series of car matches against a luchador, and mm. uh, I wanted the mask, and you can get some of the mask through the roulette wheel, though I never got that. So I just wanted to finish up that storyline just so I could have the lucha mask. It's the only piece of clothing I gave any kind of a shit about. I don't even need the tights or anything. I just want the mask, and I got it today. So now I'm happy. Congratulations! I don't even have to play that game ever again if I don't need want to. Very good. Very good. Did you uh, get now any- my drivatar will have that mask forever? Did, did you get any of the windows horns? I think I have the Windows startup one. Oh, God. 
I think I do. Pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, not as a horn, but it's pretty good in yeah. general. Like, it's a, I don't know if that's people like get out of your way when <laughs> you're blaring that thing, but it's still pretty good. That's more just like, I'm high on life over here. Listen that's to this right. shit. That's right. Somebody, hopefully somebody at Microsoft high up has that on their car or their real car. And they're like, check this out. Uh, that is going to do it for the games chatter for today. That was Solar Ash. That is available uh, December 2nd. Fights in Tight Spaces, also available December 2nd. Solar Ash on PlayStation and PC. Fights in Tight Spaces on Xbox and PC. Gardens of the Galaxy and Forza Horizon 5 out already mm-hmm. uh, wherever fine video games are found. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, talk about some news. So stick around. You won't want to miss it after this. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. (laughs) It's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, when in reality, the number is closer to 200. My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. (laughs) ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just use ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. What what are you doing on that vacation there? Hmm? I I had to access my GitHub account, Uh and I was doing some coding, and then I I used my ExpressVPN, and then VPNed into my home computer! Likely story. Uh Uh-huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's fast enough. That's what they all say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know know a damn thing. 
says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. expressvpn.com slash nextlander. Thanks, ExpressVPN. And we are back. Thanks for waiting. Sorry. I had to go get my water. <laughs> we are back. Just for water? Uh, and I uh, refilled my cup of coffee. Caffeine, caffeinated water, though, right? No, I've never had. Never had. Just caffeine and everything. Are there just like caffeine tablets you can dissolve in whatever? Oh, my gosh. Can't go back to this again, but yeah. yes. I, we can't, I can't go back, it. Jack. We can't go back. <laughs> we got to go back to Caffeine Island. Uh, speaking of, uh, things that should be, speaking of things getting dissolved, mm-hmm. okay. um, Alex, wh- this is uh, some late breaking news. Very late breaking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can I put, when will I not be able to put Titanfall in my coffee? Uh, as of March 1st, 2022. Okay. So. Oh, okay. So it's a ways off. Yeah, there's a little bit of time, but basically uh, there was an announcement today in one of those fun little text graphics that you put on Twitter when uh, either you're being racist or you have to announce something sad. Um, And the thing here is that uh, they will no longer be selling the original Titanfall on storefronts uh, as of March 1st. Okay, Uh, wait, I I just pause you for a second. Do people do that? Are there text graphics for if you have good news? Hmm. Or is it really just like sad news hmm. or, or, or apologizing for racism? Or apologizing for racism. Like, hmm. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that even if there is another use case, it yeah. is dwarfed by the other two. I, okay. I can't, think it, of, I can't think of one. I can't think of one either. There must be a text graphic for like, hey, we're so happy to announce. But really, that's a press release and a link to a press release. Usually, something that people want copy and pasted, not a graphic. That well, makes so if we only put it in an image on Twitter, people can't copy and paste it around, and it <laughs> might just get forgotten about because it's not going to go out an email. Okay, yep. just quick sidebar. All right, sorry. Anyway, Titanfall, and uh, in, in it's <laughs> Titanfall apologizes yes. for uh, coming down uh, March, end of March, March, March first. Okay. So you got about three March months. First. And so they say in this that they will be keeping the servers live for people who've bought the game. And uh, I'm kind of, when Vinny and I were talking about this offline, I'm kind of in agreement with him. This is the thing you do before you eventually take the servers mm. down. But it yeah, seems I, like that is not going to be in the immediate future. I'm not sure what server infrastructure they run for this. I wonder if it's just matchmaking on their end. I th- could. I thought that this game was peer-to-peer, but maybe it does have dedicated... Mm. There must servers. be something because they they specifically call out that they have not ta- they are not taking down the servers at this time. Uh, so are okay. they? Uh, yes, it, uh, sorry, yes, it does have dedicated servers actually. Yeah, uh, so they maybe they want to li- maybe they want to limit like who's getting new product. So yeah, that, I mean, all, you know, in this in this modern era of kind of virtualization and load balancing and stuff like that, it may be a situation like I just saw on here, like the Titanfall servers ran on Microsoft Azure. So it may be a situation where the servers sort of dynamically get spun up and down as demand increases. So maybe mm-hmm. there's a chance they will leave that stuff up for longer because it's they're not you know they're not paying for like racks that are sitting there going unused right. necessarily like, like all they, day like they used uptimes. to. I, I I'm just guessing there, but 
the I, I wonder if uh, the other thing we talked about is maybe this is the lead into some kind of re-release or um, next gen uh, bundle of uh, remat Titanfall remastered mm. uh, edition with Titanfall one or two or a Titanfall three with maps from the original Titanfall that come in that thing. I don't know. All of their messaging about Titanfall in the last like two three years has this apologetic tone to it to me. Uh, like yeah. the, the first line of this message is Titanfall is part of our DNA at respawn. <laughs> like that just screams like. We, don't worry. We promise we haven't forgotten about Titanfall. We get it. You like it. Please. Well, I mean, isn't, isn't Apex like technically in the Titanfall yeah. universe? I mean, yes, but you know, it's like it's, tangentially. Yes, it's pretty like in, in tone and, and mechanics. It's pretty far afield of what Titanfall was at this point. I mean, t- Titanfall is like the uh, the family member who went off and got like a steady gig, did 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 good work, got a good job, went out there. And then Apex is like the showboat and comes comes back home for Thanksgiving dinner and the sport then the Lamborghini and it's like, why couldn't you be more like your sister Apex? Be like, Mom, yep. I told you it's a good job. I work for the state. Uh, social work is a real job, Mom. They gave I me know. a mech. What more do you want? <laughs> I know, but look, look, look at her, all her friends. Her like wacky, fr- her wacky friends. She hangs. I only out need with. one friend, and it's a giant <laughs> robot. Look, I, I just want to stay in and read a book. Okay. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. But I don't know. Maybe Apex. Maybe you can introduce <laughs> Titanfall to some of your big. That one friend that disappears all the time. He doesn't know. He's lonely. He doesn't want to hang out. What's his name? Mirage? Miragi? Oh, maybe uh, maybe you can introduce him to Mirage. Oh, you had to pick Mirage. I like Mirage. That's my favorite character. Um, they, I guess that's my favorite character. They probably added about four more at this point. There are quite a, a few characters in that there's, game. There's like probably pushing two dozen at this point. Somewhere okay. around there. If I had to guess, somewhere around there. It's been a hot minute since I've played any Apex, but they they pretty much pretty much put out one new character a season. I think. Let's I see. think you're right. 16, 20, 22. It looks like twenty two characters. No, no, I'm sorry, eighteen. Okay. Characters. That's um, still a good bunch. Yeah, yeah. I want to say there's probably like twelve. Last time I played Mirage, I would probably still go back and play Mirage. I just like the character. Got a lot of cool unlocks from Mirage. I, I um, still really like Apex in theory. I just haven't played it in ages because you know it's very much that thing. Yeah, anybody, I just kind of hit my wall with battle royales in general. Any, well, like, I just don't really want to play them. There's some of that, but also any you know anybody still playing Apex? Yeah, quite good at Apex. That's right. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But uh, like me, no top. If two. you're playing with friends and you don't care if you win, it's a good time. Also, I, I mean, I, this just like this whole thing just like speaks to the role, the the larger role that Respawn has taken on inside of EA at this point, right? Like ever since Apex blew up, like Respawn is kind of like the golden child of the publisher now, you know. Like Vincent Pella moved up and is overseeing more of the company than he used to, more than just the studio. Mm-hmm. Like Respawn itself is like what three different teams now or something. It's at least two. It might be three. Mm. Like it's not it's not the same thing, but it sort of reminds me of that era when every EA studio started getting Bioware slapped on the front of it. Right. Oh, sure. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. As like, long as they were making something vaguely role playing, like it was a Bioware studio, or even if not, you know, it's just yeah. like here's Bioware Victory. What are they doing? Command and Conquer reboot? I guess I don't know. It's not quite uh, the same thing, but like Respawn yeah. obviously has a mandate that is much larger than Titanfall, which was never mm-hmm. as big as they wanted it to be. Well, I mean, to be fair, EA really fucked them over on Titanfall too. Oh yeah, them, I mean, in yes, a number of ways. So yes, that yeah, and they still managed to turn out one of the best shooters of the, certainly last generation, mm-hmm. if not further back. Yeah, 
It's di- it's a, it's of a different era, right? Yeah. Like it is. Um, there's pre Apex, I'm sure, for them, and post Apex. Uh, well, I think that it also speaks to, you know, pre- a little bit on preservation of games. If this mm-hmm. thing is just no longer available in, um, I mean, I've still got my physical copy, so you know, right. at least I've got that. But especially because there's like basically no campaign to speak of in Titanfall One. It's kind of just a multiplayer game. Yeah, there's a little bit, but it's basically like a radio it's, play. It's, if it's I remember just, correctly, yeah, it's, it's just bot matches basically with some voiceover. And then they yeah. came with Titanfall Two, and man, that thing uh, just fucking sang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. Um, all man, right, I'm gonna go play Titanfall Two now. Now that we're talking <laughs> about it, have you played? Have either you played that game with the 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 frame rate boost and all that shit on mm-hmm. on the Xbox? Oh man, that game looks good. I have it. That game I looks like, good. I remember really liking that campaign though. So it's quite uh, good. Yeah, uh, been a while. Brad, what else we got going on over here in the news? Oh, boy. Um, What's in the news? Uh, What's in the news? You know, I'd say we're in a little bit of a lull here before the Game Awards when a bunch of stuff will get announced, presumably. Hmm. If if one Jeff Keighley is to be believed. Never! Uh, he was out there actually, like, talking Yang about, like, there's a lot of bad fake rumors about the Game Awards out there. Like, beware. Wait, what does that mean? Like, just saying, like, there's a lot of leaks being reported that are bullshit, according to him. Oh, weird. Or maybe okay. he's just throwing up We've a smoke finally screen. reached that stage with the Game Awards where people are just making up all kind of mess about it. Maybe he's just running interference because they're all right. <sighs> oh, that's that's what they want you to think is what you're saying. Uh, uh. A lot of signs pointing to some Starfield gameplay there, which I would be very interested to see. I too would be. Not because I need to know what a new Bethesda game looks like because I have a pretty good idea of that. I just want to see like how much jank will be apparent. Yes. Oh. Like I want to see like, okay, among this grab bag of like dated or janky aspects of Bethesda games. How many of those have they smoothed over? How many space cheese wheels can you pick up? Right. Like uh, does, does the dialogue scenes look any more natural yet. They have to, they have uh, to, I don't know. <laughs> they've got a style and they're sticking to it. I, uh, I kind of admire that. Um, let's see. CD project has been out there with some financials that have revealed that, uh, good old games, GOG, mm-hmm. if you like, yeah, uh, is not, profitable and has not been in a handful of quarters and it sounds like they are reducing the scale of that storefront it was an interesting story they're, like um they're, they're moving no oh, sorry well i just just a, a really quick one in that story that uh i was reading from the verge on this uh it also said that the epic game store wasn't profitable and and wasn't uh, projected to be until like 2023 i think 24 i think yeah like they were they were pretty blunt about that when they launched that thing i'm like yeah it's gonna take years for this to reach profitability and like they're still giving away free games left and right in that thing yeah so so i think i think maybe even more interesting than uh gog as a particular uh storefront was the economy of storefronts right like the Mm -hmm. i don't think i realized that you're not just turning a profit right away in the race for exclusives. And yeah, it's, it, is, it is very much still just Steam and then everybody else, hmm. uh, for better or worse. But they're, they're moving developers off of GOG to other projects, and it sounds like they are refocusing on like a smaller and more curated selection of games. Well, so here, here's the question I have, and this is admittedly a me problem in that I have not actually booted up the GOG store in a very long time, despite the fact that I do own some games on there. Have they just been going too far, like getting too, trying to get too many things into that storefront, or like uh, what's going on there? I don't have the impression they've really been pursuing exclusives or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, their their biggest claim to fame is no DRM on anything they uh, sell, right? Right. Because right. there is absolutely an audience that cares about that, and mm-hmm. they will go out and they will find like PC games that have you know at least, if not 
gone completely out of print than just sort of fallen by the wayside and find a way to get them on there. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the core of their initial business. And I'm not sure how much they still focus on that stuff, but that was a very cool thing they were doing for a while there. I mean, it was like two years ago they put Stranglehold on there. There's there's a reason they are GOG and not good old games anymore. Uh, uh, Because they're not all good old games. Like they were were, they were trying to do GOG Galaxy for a while, which was supposed to be kind of a meta client that would unite all of the other storefronts under one banner. I don't know. I guess you can still get that. Is that like the trillion of game clients? The, quite, uh, quite literally, yes. It was like, hey, just launch all of your games from our client. Mm. We'll aggregate all your achievements and stuff. That's cool. Somebody, uh, you know, somebody did that once upon a time. They they uh, they packaged up the games kind of nicely. They you know put all the manuals and PDFs and stuff like that for those old games, and uh, usually wrapped it in a DOS box launcher, and yeah. you know made it made it fairly convenient. So I, think I appreciate they were, that they were re-releasing some of those old Disney platformers. I think right before I think you might be right. Oh, Disney the did it themselves. Came out? Yeah, I think that's right. They were pulling some pretty cool random stuff for a while there. You know, bunch of FMV stuff on there. The a bunch of Tex Murphy stuff was on there. I think it's I think it's on other platforms now. But yeah, uh, they were doing it. They were doing it not like they're totally done, but they were doing it before Steam was getting a lot of those older games as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, Steam has caught up in a lot of regards with those. Now, older let me be clear. Ones. I'm generally very pro GOG. It's just that like I tend to only use it when some random game comes around that I'm like, oh man, I do want to have a copy of that. And that's the only place I can get it. So I go and I get it there. Mm-hmm. I think, I think there are still some old games that are only coming out there. Like I want to say yeah. a bunch of the old Star Trek games. Uh, yes. Were, they just released a bunch of those last year, I think. Right. And I, I, I hope I'm not wrong. I want to say GOG might be the only place that has all those right now. Mm. I think I've released some of them. Yeah. I think that is true. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, well, it's interesting to see their fortunes rise and fall a little bit. I mean, also, let's talk about the window they're talking about here. Like, they lost a couple of million over those quarters, and yeah, before that, they were up a couple of million. So yeah, it's not like it's a, not a huge spread. It's certainly not going to, like, permanently damage CD Projekt or anything like no. that. No, uh, they've, they've got other things that are doing that for them. Yeah, they've, they've yeah, punched fair, holes in the raft from fair. some other sources. You know, but, but again, there are people that really value the, the DRM-free mm-hmm. offering that God no, has. No, I think that's and, one of the best things about it. Um, so they were also out there commenting a little bit about, like, I think the, the Cyberpunk next-gen mm-hmm. update is, Which they push, pushed. Is, is into next year sometime, but they say yeah. it's still on track. They're talking about adding multiplayer to both Cyberpunk and Witcher. Stuff like that, but nothing, nothing earth shattering. But I didn't see the multiplayer in Witcher, but I believe you. That's a like like a couple of people running around in that world or something. Or I don't, I don't know. What, yeah, like, I mean, they went. were very they were very vague about that stuff. Oh, okay. I think I think that was more like, hey, Witcher is the one that people still like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember where the Witcher folks? We're gonna we're gonna put multiplayer in the one that you still love. Yeah, right. That's, what if we just getting... let you control Yennefer also? Okay. Uh, Witcher three is getting next gen updates next year as well. If, yeah, if, if you've forgotten, I'm curious to see those. I'm I'm almost at a point where I want to make another run at that game. They, they're adding I, like ray tracing and everything. It's I've still like, never finished it. I think I didn't either. I got like 50 hours into it or something. Yeah, I was about I still had, or 40. Still had most of the game to go. Yep, it's a pretty good game. Pretty good game. No, it's Probably. great. And I just if I had not fallen off of it when I did, I'm sure I would have finished it. But you know, that's the curse of my brain is that that's if right. something even lulls a little bit. It is fucking possible for me to go back to it. I did. I did sort of get mired in Novigrad mm. a little bit. Mired in Novigrad. That's right. Broke down in Novigrad. Mm-hmm. It's like a Springsteen uh, song. Just through <laughs> through the old wagon wheel, <laughs> stuck in the mud. Um, 
Okay, what's next here? Um, some rumors. I mean, again, we're coming up on the Game Awards. I just thought I'd throw these in here. Sure. These rumors have been circulating for a while, but there are enough different sources validating them at this point that the time has come. We can say time them out loud. Has come. Let's do it. Uh, there's more evidence now that this Resident Evil 4 remake is happening. The guy who plays Wesker, the voice actor, mm-hmm. uh, has posted some concept art that they gave him for the remake. On Twitter? Or he may have provided it to people and then it leaked out, I believe, is actually what I happened. think that is the correct one, yeah. Um, but he flat out said, like, hey, yeah, I'm in this remake and leaked this concept art. Uh, and then has since deleted his Twitter account <laughs> and said in a statement that, there, that he is definitely not working on any Resident Evil games. Also, uh, it seems like it's come to light that he is a bit of a sex pest. Uh, Brad, well, uh, sex pest stuff... Uh, that sucks, but I want to just correct you on a thing. Put up an image with text on it, which mean, can only mean one thing uh-huh. on his Instagram. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the delivery mechanism for the yes. message. I'm sorry. Which was an infographic with text. Okay. Which well, can hey. only mean one thing. That says it all. He's apologizing yeah. for something. Or not apologizing <laughs> and right. denying something. Which means this is probably this is probably not a real apology, but is a, yeah. it is an apology. Very much. Hey, Capcom, please don't fire me. <laughs> or maybe he's already been fired. I don't know. Well, because the it's funny you mentioned that because w- when I read the the exact language of that thing is um, uh, I have announced nothing, posted nothing, and I have repeatedly stated that I am not under any contract with Capcom, RE4 or otherwise. Not under any contract does not mean uh, you know I didn't do a thing. So I, I mean that contract know. could have been up at this point because he already yeah. did the work for all we yeah, know. I don't yeah. know. The, uh, is an RE4 remake in the book? Like, come on, probably right. Probably. I mean, I mean the two yeah. and three obviously were received pretty well. Three a little less so. Yeah, but two like, fucking but, amazing game. But that's the thing is that two was a great game that they yeah. made really awesome. Um, three was an okay game that they made better. Four so, is one of the most beloved games anywhere, let alone in that franchise. Yeah, well, there's multiple facets to that because for one thing, I think four still holds up pretty well. Like, I don't think four needs a remake the way that it's like got two a and few three parts. But yeah, two and three, two and three, like fucking chuck them in the incinerator <laughs> like they're the originals i mean right like, like for barely for modern <laughs> nostalgia aside they're like barely playable by modern standards wow like, wow those games deserved good remakes is what i'm saying like four yeah. is still pretty damn good on its own you can put you're up right a four key. deserves a bad remake um, <laughs> bring it back or a, a demake <laughs> so just like, an uh, absolute garbage attempt at making that game better also, you know, don't forget they redid one, even like not in the same format, but like they've mm-hmm. done one, two, and three already. So, I mean, this is straight up the next game in line. Do they but, do five and six? Uh, no. Ever? No. I mean, eventually, but I bet I think, five they do. I bet I they, they 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 think the the statute of limitations on people being like, I don't know about that one, is up, and they do it. Resident Evil Five is a good game. It has its I, moments. It's a good game. Gotta get those rotten eggs. That's right. Uh, Just gotta dupe those items. No one likes six though. Uh no fuck six but um let's go write this they go write the seven in in like fifteen years seven yeah, gets its remake yeah. and it's third person any, any, anyway whether or not a remake of RE four is warranted the background on the rumor is that M two which was the studio that mostly handled that RE three remake was doing this four remake okay but it sounds like it has been sort of rebooted internally and given to uh, Capcom's internal Resident Evil team okay. So it sounds like M2's role has been reduced on the remake, and mm. 
According to this Video Games Chronicle story, sources said that the Resident Evil 4 remake would now be partially rebooted under this new mandate. So, and it might be delayed to like 2023. So, okay, maybe we're not going to see it next week at the Game Awards. Oh, at the Game Awards, gotcha. but. They need to do something new with it if they're going to remake 4. They need to not just make 4 look better because that game exists already. Like, I, and I, is like looking pretty good on... Am I wrong? It like looks pretty good on the PC? Is that the... It's fine. Yeah, actually, I think there have been like... I'm not sure what the official gussying up is has been. Yeah. But they're definitely like, they're definitely like fan, fan-made texture and lighting mods out there that make it look pretty damn good. Yeah. All right. Uh, and yeah. like they just put it out on VR like a month ago. Like they are right. still re-releasing that game. I so. mean, you're totally you're totally right. Like bringing they brought two and three up to the RE4 mechanics. So right. like you know RE4 was the thing that modernized Resident Evil. I might. I might. Mm, oh no! It sounds like heresy. Now say it. Get I started to get it. Get I, be a heretic. I started to say I think the RE2 remake might be better than four. <laughs> What's, there's nothing wrong with that. RE2 is RE2 that that police station like those levels in RE2 are so good. Yeah, yeah. it does. It does lose steam. I think once you get out of the police station a little bit, the sewers yeah. are the sewers kind of drag, and then that last the the facility at the end is awesome, but too short. And I know they were just you know mirroring the original game, but four but is RE2, just wild, man. I don't know. RE4 four is, also has so some parts that drag, like some of the oh, yeah. some of the some of like the in between villagey stuff. None of these games are flawless. I, 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 I mean, really, what I'm actually saying is I think RE2 is more of an actual survival horror game than 4, yes. and that's more what I want out of Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's the, a, that's the, a val- the, the, valid you know, the ammo and resource constrictions and, like, exploring a big house type thing, you know. Very much RE7, the first, like, yeah. 30% of it, right? Like I'm, the And then it changes into more of an action game. <sighs> Still resisting the urge to go play through RE7 again. Again? Oh, yeah. oh! Outside of VR, I kinda, we still yeah, got the I, DLC to do. I kind of, I kind of want to play it on a TV and maybe on higher difficulty. Right. Did you get that? Uh, you get that Albert gun at the end. <laughs> thing is serious. Uh, what else you got? Um, this has also been circulating for a while, like I said, but it is again being reported more and more places that a Chrono Cross remake is in the works. Okay. Which. I, yeah. Like I've been staring at this for weeks as it's been in the news going like what? <sighs> like who is clamoring for this? Uh right here. Wait, really? Yeah. Are you a Chrono Cross? Wait, dude, what? Are you actually the one Chrono Cross fan that I know? <laughs> okay, well first I, of I take all that, I take that <laughs> there back. are I, dozens of us. I Thank take you. Back. I take that back. I mean I look, I have nothing against Chrono Cross. In fact, I know people who like it quite a bit who are not you, but apparently I can add you to that list. Well, so here's here's the thing the clarification I have to do here, which is that I've never really played Chrono Trigger, and the only reason I played Chrono Cross was purely by accident. Like I got a copy of it relatively cheap. I did not play really any Square Enix RPGs of that era for the most part. And it was like I it was I got it right when I got my PlayStation, which was at the very end of the PlayStation One lifestyle Man, or uh, you, life cycle. You may have stumbled into the most perfect possible set of circumstances to play Chrono Cross <laughs> in because you have no affinity for the original because it doesn't either. Yes. You didn't play all the other square RPGs on the PlayStation that are in the exact same format. Huh. Interesting. It's a it's a cool game. Is the thing. I, got, I yeah. think it is a cool game. I got nothing against it. It is like on its own. And this I, and this, Brad, is why Alex hates JRPGs. Yep. This is why you fell off. Of Poison JRPGs. the well. <laughs> if, if I you, I also have no Chrono. Like Chrono Cross is the thing that I always feel like people who are trying to talk about Chrono Trigger just are getting something wrong and be like, no, that's a real game, Chrono Cross, and be like, 
Oh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you mean Xenocross? No, I mean Corona Cross. Okay, if you say so. So, uh, yeah, go for it. I maybe maybe I need to get in there and get some Corona Cross. I'm genuinely uh, like a little bit excited for this idea oh, yeah. just because I want to see what they do. It's fast. If it's really happening, it's fascinating that it is happening, and I'm curious to see where they take it. There's like conflicting reporting that some people uh, were saying it would be a PlayStation exclusive, but then it leaked on a list of NVIDIA games, like a list, a list from NVIDIA of, I don't know if it was GeForce Now or like what these, what the games on this list pertain to, but it was on there. So, so it sounds like, and other people are explicitly saying, yes, it's a multi-platform project. So, okay. What is the, um, what was the, the audience reaction to the, um, the ports of Chrono Trigger, the, uh, the like enhanced, uh, re-releases? Uh, people like that which, stuff. Wait, which ones do you mean? Like they're the been one a that ton came out over the, the years. The one that came out on the DS and then was put uh, like out on the PC. Um, I'd have to check. Gosh, I'm trying. There's to, the mobile. I think that mobile dude, one. I think also. so. I think they're all the same. Yeah, I think that like there was the PlayStation release years and you know 20 years ago that had mm-hmm. all that anime FMV in it. Um, but these more recent ones, I, I think I think they're all the mobile port. Okay, which is what Square do. <laughs> these days i think like the ds you know they've all got those like high res text menus and stuff yeah, like yeah. straight out of an android port i feel like generally uh, people do not like them i don't remember i think okay. i think i'm not 100 percent sure i think they're basically serviceable okay i don't think i don't think they messed it up too bad but i could be wrong chrono trigger chrono trigger I- is a landmark formative experience for a lot of people I like that, uh, like that little clock. Chrono, Chrono Cross. It when you boot it up. That's right. That mode seven. Yeah. It's very, uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, I promise it is. That also, also might be a game awards thing. I don't know. See, I believe that I, this, this is the one rumor I'm buying in on wholesale that it is both mm. a game awards thing and real. Just, what is the reaction to that going to be? I just, I don't know. I think there's enough people. I, I totally <laughs> think there's enough people that will be excited about this. Mm. I'm with Alex. I, I've, I've heard people. It's one of the only perfect it. tens GameSpot ever gave. You oh, know? I know. I, I, like I said, I, I know. Who was that? Who, who gave know, it a 10? Was, I believe. It, oh, wait, was it? I can't remember if it was. Andrew I think that Vessel. was James Milkey. No, it was definitely. It was either Andrew Vessel or Peter Bartholo. I forget. Hmm. I think it was... Oh, you're right. No, yeah, Milky had moved on at that point. Who was it? It was one of those two, I forget. Perfect. Uh, I'm looking uh, it up right now. The perfect game. Andrew Vestal. Yeah, okay. Yes. Right. Uh, uh, anyway. Yeah, I mean, the you know, the common reaction at the time was just like, this has next to nothing to do with Chrono Trigger. What is this? It seems fine, but it's not what I was expecting or looking for. Which is also kind of a weird thing, considering every Final Fantasy game doesn't actually have that much to do with every other Final Fantasy game. Oh yeah, but this was pitched more as a sequel. Eh. Like there, there was also that weird bridge game for Satellaview, Radical Dreamers, which you kind of Whoa. needed to play to like have any idea what was going on, is my understanding. Well, I, I certainly d- didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can Wait, tell what? you that much. Yeah. Also, that game was like a text adventure, basically, for Super Nintendo. Huh. Anyway. Uh okay. Speaking of moving on. Just uh yeah, a couple couple more quick hits here. Uh the creative director of Dragon Age four has left Bioware after twenty ish hmm. years. A long time. Not a whole lot to say here if obviously they are saying like, Hey, don't worry, we're staying the course, it's fine. Yeah. But if you're keeping tabs on at modern Bioware as I am. Mm-hmm. Worth noting. <laughs> but like, like you'll write it down in your little journal. Yeah. 
Yes, write yeah. it down in your Bioware journal. That is uh, Matt Goldman. Yes, who I, I had not heard of before this, but that game, that game have any date attached to it? No. Oh, well, I'm sorry. They, they they have talked. the The corporate side has talked about fiscal years. Okay. Uh, which mm-hmm. they said not before fiscal year 2023. Okay. Which technically, would start next April, but. I don't know. No, nothing forward-facing, nothing public not facing No, no, no. Uh, I'm not holding my breath on that game until there's I, something to talk about. I wouldn't hold my breath on anything involving Bioware at this point right that's, now. It just yeah. feels like everything is just so in the air. That's kind of where I'm at, but I remain fixated on the future of that studio for some I reason. Want I want them to stand. I want these games to come out, and I want them to be good, but I just I don't have the faith at the moment. Yeah. You think Mass Effect makes it before Bioware Ooh, or before Dragon Age? God no. no. Like Dragon, I mean Dragon Age was started way before Mass Effect. Mm. Like, okay. I mean, astonished they even bothered to announce that Mass like, Effect thing. Yet. Well, dude, they needed to. They needed to do something. I know, but like the thing is, the thing they needed to do was get that damn Dragon like, Age game like out. Is, like that is the proof of life, right? Between yeah. what has happened Anthem. to the Mass Effect franchise and then Anthem and like yeah. all the other stuff, they had to do something. Yeah. No, I get it. Like, yeah, that, that is the shiny object, right? Yes, a thousand yeah. percent. Uh, uh, I still, all right. I still keep thinking about picking up that Legendary tr- Edition trilogy. Hell yeah. I shouldn't. You should. Wait, the difference between picking it up and picking it up? You mean like jumping into it yeah, or just no like time securing it? Fucking three. <laughs> three mass effect games hey, listen who doesn't have an extra 240 hours to, to drop in there uh the last one doesn't take as long i suppose not that's right nobody everybody just stands in the same place the whole time that's saying right. the same just, three lines of dialogue just waiting for you waiting for you to save the galaxy yeah uh we got more gta news yeah the physical uh versions of the gta trilogy definitive edition got pushed a little bit which isn't super notable except that they also just put out this patch fixing a bunch of stuff. Mm. Yeah. And they really seem to have laser targeted a lot of the worst memes uh that Did have they been fix out the there. Rain? Yeah, they fixed the they fixed the bad rain effects. Um they fixed that tough nut donut shop sign if you remember that. I do. The one they turned into a circle. Yes, where the the little nut got turned into a, just a nice smooth uh what's the Taurus? Is that the nice Yeah. Oh. 3D donut? Okay. Um, yeah, I got toroid. They fixed, they fixed, they fixed the tough nut thing. There was one other. Oh, the hot dog fingers. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh all yes, of, but Tommy Versetti's hot dog fingers. All of uh, all which of your is the favorite, title of this podcast now. <laughs> all of all of your favorite GTA trilogy definitive edition memes have been addressed. Yep. Uh, anyway, I, I I have no idea if that update is making it onto these discs that are going out. It's possible. Oh, like into the printed. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're gonna put that thing in. It's gonna patch anyway. So uh, yeah. But um, although I, I mean, that definitely seems like, let's say Rockstar of all publishers, having had experience with games going out with content that shouldn't have been there mm-hmm. in multiple cases might be sensitive to that sort of thing. Anyway, um, I you know, just they, want to take a very brief note here of the fact that we are now in the position where the physical versions of games are now a distant from actual release kind of specialty thing in mm-hmm. general. Yep. Who wants As to make that for, kind of for commitment? fucking Grand Theft Auto games. Sign o the times. Yeah, nobody wants to. Nobody wants to hit send on that ISO, man. You know how many things change over the course of five minutes after you? Hey, you didn't send that thing off to production yet, did you? No, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. And also, <laughs> like video games are the one thing I have all but abandoned buying physical media for. But still, it is just like 
it just hurts my heart like this much, just like a little bit. I mean, important to remember, they uploaded the 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 PZ version they uploaded had like production like in development files mm-hmm. still in it also. So imagine imagine if they had shipped that one off to get made and couldn't recall it back down. So maybe they are taking their time a little more to be like somebody please for the love of God look over what is in that bin folder. Just yes. just so, please to say nothing of hot coffee. Yes, right, exactly. Or or the uh or the issue with the Haitian characters in the trilogy release on Xbox, like they have recalled Grand Theft Auto games multiple times for a variety yes. of reasons. Yes. All the number one selling and most recalled game uh of all time. <laughs> the Grand Theft Auto the trilogy. Too hot for your console. Uh yeah. There was um I'll say this just because I saw this come through. It's not in the news here, but very briefly, I saw there was a big update for Dreams came through in our inbox. I'm very curious to check that out. Apparently, they've redone a lot of the tools in there. Huh. So if anybody has forgotten about wow. Dreams, yeah. So I'm kind of curious to see how they have gone in and, and remade stuff. There's also, I guess, a new playable uh, scenario going out. So. That's cool. I don't yeah. know, man. Every time I see something new from Dreams on Twitter, I just become more and more frightened of it. <laughs> Yeah, I like, don't know. I haven't been there in a long time. It's like, how the fuck are people doing this with a PlayStation 4 piece of software? I loved all that just weird food stuff. Is, people, the God, that food looks food. so good. Yeah, it always looks so good. Man, we should check out some more Dreams food. Just Dreams food. That's a whole segment. Mm-hmm. Just what's new in Dreams food. That's right. Uh, Dreams right. food weekly. Our, what's our, a, new, our new premium <laughs> podcast coming soon. That's, that's right. That's my triple A tier podcast. That's like I work my way back up to the majors with the Dreams food weekly. <laughs> Uh, we're, I'm looking at some ice cubes. They look mm. very, very Ooh, good. Oh, I bet. Nice and translucent, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. You can't see them right now, but this podcast really makes sense. Uh, audio only. I'm going to do the sound of an ice cube right now. Mm. That was it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Very cool. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. A little Foley work. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Impressive. Last uh, story. Impressive. Impress me with this last story. Uh, Valve News Network. Perhaps you've heard of them. What? Uh, you say Valve, Valve News Network? Valve News Network, yes. Uh, oh, VNN. Yes, yeah. v- yes VNN, of course. <laughs> okay. Yes. VNN is reporting. Uh, um, I feel like they kind of buried the lead here because the kind of story going around is they're reporting there is no Half-Life 3 or like other follow-up to Episode 2 in development, which, okay. like, duh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't feel like anybody was really wondering about that at this point. They do say a new Half-Life product is in development, though, that is being targeted at the Steam Deck. Oh. Which which they describe as a hybrid first-person shooter and real-time strategy game. Finally. Hmm. It is cooperative. Hmm. Hmm. Any thoughts? They say, say, think about Left 4 Dead and Alien Swarm and RTS and Half-Life all having a baby. Sure. I feel like... That's not how babies work. (laughs) I feel like we've seen some of this. If if the, in your description, what I'm putting together, those like commander style first yeah. person shooter games, like that's what we're doing here. I could, sure. I could I could see something like that. With I mean, the Steam Deck does not have a touch screen, right? I don't think. I don't think. I think the Stream Deck is generally just a computer, a handheld computer. Yeah, it's just a little little computer. Yeah. I don't think it has a touch screen. Wait, does it? I don't think it has to have a touch screen, does it? Uh, I don't know because I didn't pre-order one and I have barely investigated them. Honestly, it does have a touch screen. Okay. Apparently it does. Okay. Corrections. Uh, I'm not sure. I still don't know that I believe this, (laughs) 
I'm working my way through my the hierarchy of trustworthiness as I look through sites saying it has a touchscreen. <laughs> do you do you trust MSN that the Steam Deck has a touchscreen? I don't know. I would trust them to fact check that. Sure, you think? Yes. To tr- if uh, MSN is yeah, and yes, MSN, the Microsoft Network. I would I would say probably. Hmm. Hang on, going straight to the source here. Okay. Yeah, check out the specs. Yes. Okay. Nope. <laughs> yes. Yes, right here on steamdeck.com. Touch enabled, yes. Okay, there you go. You anyway, can touch it and it will yeah. respond. Like, yeah, you could see you could see like touchscreen being good for some kind of commander interface if that's what they're doing here with some. You could see like sure. one one person is your RTS commander, everybody else is on the ground shooting. Sure. Use the I don't know. Any affinity for Half Life at all at this point? Yeah, I love Half Life. Yeah. I I, think, I, I I was still not a Half Life v- guy, but I I have nothing against it. The what the thing I really want to play is Half Life Alex, and I think it would be. I still. I was even just looking and to see if that um, the index was on sale during like the Friday or the holiday stuff because of Half Life Alex. So hmm. uh, I mean, I heard that game's great, and I just yeah. I what, what I, I played yeah. of it was pretty cool. Yeah, like I. Uh, I don't. I I will never not have a soft spot for Half Life. I think it did sure. so many Half Life did so many things in that space that, uh, for me personally, were important because I wasn't a, I was never a deathmatch person in first person shooters, and so their narrative stuff was huge. So the the way they made a narrative first person shooter, all the hooks they had, the kind of cinematic quality that the. the I mean, it's it's hard to remember, but at the time they had stuff where, oh my gosh, you triggered a sequence and like all of a sudden this is happening. And, you know, a big story in a first person game was fairly novel at that point. Like it wasn't just the added thing you put in for the multiplayer. Yeah. And I know a lot of people got into all the multiplayer stuff from the Half-Life. Um, oh, no. Uh, I mean, I would I would say if anything, the thing most people are scrabbling for is a continuation of that story. That's yeah. Just, that's just the one thing I think they are never going to give you. I think it's at some point, I don't even know how you dig yourself out of that hole. I think you just get all the people together in a room that say they have seen Half-Life 3 and have them describe it and somebody else makes that game. Like sure. Over the last, what has it been now? It's got to be 25 years? 98 since, is when it came out, so yeah, 23. Yeah. yeah, so get all those people who have told somebody that they have played or seen a Half-Life 3 or episode three, or whatever you want to call it. Get them in a room, have somebody describe it like a police sketch, and then somebody just make that game, uh, and then we'll, that'll be the closest we'll ever I mean, I, that's practically where we're at at this point. You know, like all the original writers of Half-Life are gone, and even even writers that worked on subsequent games that were tied into that fiction, like Portal, are also gone. <laughs> so, like, we're two two degrees removed at this point, I guess. So, yeah. What, what do you think happens there? Like... They make what they I mean, want. They work on what they want. They work on what they want. No, and, I, I totally get it. And, and they ship things when they feel like they are down to ship them. And if they're if they're not, they don't. So it's just it's just a, a consequence of them having a product that makes money hand over fist from the like um, the storefront stuff that they don't need to roll their dice on game development. Anymore. Yes, that is that is the common perception. Yeah. Okay. And then now Steam Deck is blowing up in a way they seems like they did not expect. So. Well, like, do you think? Would you say, or is it fair to say, Half Life Alex is just a thing to move hardware on the the VR side? Yeah, I don't know if I'd 
I don't look at it quite that cynically in terms of, oh, oh we just want a bajillion headsets out there. I think it's mm. like they, you know, there are people there that definitely deeply believe in VR and want to do something very like cool and ambitious with it. Sure. So it's like, I almost look at this stuff more as like experimentation, right? Like, that's why I say they will never give you the half-life that you want because they're just going to keep repurposing it for like toys. Well, yeah, they're going to harness it for like, Hey, here's what our new cool thing can do. Right. In a setting that you absolutely love and want more of. I mean, in a way that was kind of half-life, right. With the, uh, with the end portal, right. Like they, they have almost in those weird Pixar short style ways been, been kind of prototyping a new tech. That's like, Hey, check out the physics of the gravity gun. Check out the portal gun, check out VR. And I guess maybe we'll get something neat and and, and novel with this um, Steam Deck yeah, uh, release. Sounds, it, sounds if like, it's true, sounds like it's nicely tailored to a thing that people that is portable and that people might have like multiple ones in the same place or something. Is there is there a use case for you guys with a Steam Deck at not, this point? Not really. Not at for all. me. Hmm. I think it's not yeah. this time. I think it's pretty telling that I think the coolest thing about it is that you can install whatever OS you want on it. So it's hmm. basically a portable computer that's yeah. smaller than a laptop. And you can hook yeah. up like my monitor and keyboard and mouse and stuff, but yeah, I just, I, I'm not a big portable game person. Yeah. I don't go out enough at this point to justify it. Yeah. I mean, there's also that. So All right. anyway, pretty slow week. See what uh, the game awards hold next week. What, um, is that just, that's Keely's thing. Are there any other big end of year announcements? Nope. That's, that's, it. that's it, huh? Yep. Holiday Unlock, except for Next Lander stuff. Mm. Next Wait, Lander's game you have, of the year. You brought an announcement? Yes. Next Wait. Lander will probably, I can't confirm this, but I have heard Next Lander will probably have some form of an end of year celebration. A, a, a year end wrap up of yeah, sorts. Where they, where they talk about video games and some bold commitments yeah. being made here. Yes. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's show. Before we go, though, I would like to thank everybody for hanging out, listening, and supporting us. Uh, we are on Patreon. Hey, Brad, Alex, did you know we're on Patreon? What? Wait, first time hearing about it. Yeah. Well, did you know we couldn't do this without our fantastic supporters? I, I thought the money that. just appeared out of nowhere. I, I have absolutely heard that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are on Patreon. You can go support us there at nextlander.com. Oh, sorry. Let's we go to nextlander.com. We can also go to patreon.com slash nextlander. Uh, you can support us just by listening to this show. I'm sure you told everybody about it during Thanksgiving. Thanks for all that. You can uh, watch our stuff over at Twitch, on YouTube, uh, spreading the good word. Uh, we love it. We thank you very much. And then if you can go support us, we appreciate that too over on patreon.com. Plenty of tears there. Uh, at some point we're going to have, uh, next year we'll be doing, uh, ads in this podcast and that'll probably do something with the markers. We're not sure. So I'm just kind of seeding that right now. Yeah. Um, that I don't, we don't know if they will break them, if we will not have them in the free version, but we'll have, be able to put them in the ad free version over on Patreon. So I'm just yes, putting so that I, out there. There, I saw that. there has been a little confusion on the discord. I just, we should, we should clear that up. Chapter markers will definitely, uh, persist in the Patreon feed. Yes. In, in the ad free Patreon podcasts. Nothing changes for you. Chapter chapter markers are not going anywhere. Yeah, the the reason they would break is because the ads might uh, insert dynamically and just push yes, the times yes, around. Yes, so. we would keep them in the in the public feed if we could. Yeah. It's just there isn't nobody has developed a way to uh, 
make those work with dynamic ads yet. Yeah. So, so we'll check that out. Um, yeah, like Brad said, we, we would keep them in there if they're not broken, but, um, it might cause a lot of confusion. I'm not sure if, if they're pushed out and they are broken and yeah. it's a, it's a bad I, time I, code worse than no I, time. I, code. I, I, yes, we are, we are very much considering that very question or are, are inaccurate time codes worse than no time codes. I'm not sure. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to bring that up as something that is, um, uh, in the future there, uh, as we talk about going over to the Patreon, if you, <laughs> if you wanted to guarantee the markers, which I, I think are super cool, uh, yes. and, and their continued success. Um, all tiers get that Patreon feed of this here podcast, uh, the ad free version. There is another tier though, mm-hmm. and it is the mysterious benefactor tier. It is. And, uh, that tier, uh, uh, gets a shout out on this here podcast and you can sign up for that tier also on our Patreon. But Alex Navarro, mm-hmm. do you have a list of names of this week's? mysterious benefactors i do in fact i'm going to read them right now i'm going to save one for last because i'm going to make brad read it because apparently he's the only one who knows how to pronounce it here we go this week's mysterious benefactors are no one Vinny's giant booga boogas rob m nelson leblanc james smith skywarp john hubbard sean miller jack eineker nick donegan evan cook mark wilhelm jm Jerry Lee, Gary Pejsky, Matt, Conrad Kuzman, Robert Fisher, Joseph Regan, John McInnes, Hashtag Bunny Crimes, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Bacon Monk, Chris Barkhurst, Devin Maestro Hall, Brian Murphy, Kevin Villato, Randy Duax, Mark Allenbach, Aaron Gonzalez Beer, Andrew Teepkin, it me JP, Edward Chick, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Richard Welsh, aka Hired Noobs, Matthew Herrig, Rick Button, Tyler Treese, and taking it over to Brad Shoemaker. Oh boy. Too much pressure now. Anders Bouge. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. We gotta we gotta find out. It's it's uh we will keep nope. cycling through pronunciations. The most mysterious of benefactors. Yes. <laughs> in every way. Thanks, everybody who has supported us. Thanks again to the Mysterious Benefactors. And thanks, uh, like I said, everybody, we can't do this without you. So we appreciate all the support and the support leading up to a Next Lander 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm uh, excited uh, for leading up into there and seeing what the next year brings for all of us. For all of us. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's show. We talked about solar ash which uh, as of the time of this recording should be out uh tomorrow which is december 2nd we talked about fights in tight spaces also coming out xbox and pc uh we talked a little guardians of the galaxy and a little forza 5 uh horizon forza horizon 5 forza horizon 5 mm-hmm. um and then all that news and that news and then uh brad when is the uh not that we're here to necessarily promote it but when is that um game award stuff uh, if, it's if, the ninth Ninth? Uh, okay. I think in the evening. Okay. I want to say. I'm sorry. Evening. I'm busy that night. <laughs> uh, so keep an, uh, ta, ta, if you're looking ta, ta. for that game news. Yes. Yes. December 9th, Thursday, which is next week at 5 p.m. Pacific. Okay. All right. So keep an ear out if you're you're curious or just continue playing uh, Final Fantasy and Walker, which is I'm sure or yes. not Endwalker yet, but. Uh, 
I, that is coming out, I'm sure. But quite a few people will make that choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. What hey, was the release date those, on that? I, we just talked the, about it. All those trailers will be out there. Um, I think that's like middle of the month. Nope, that's the seventh. So yeah, okay. Just, just while you're while you're end walking, maybe put it on as a sidecast. Hey, I'm end walking over here. And watch out, I'm end walking. Watch, look out. Um, I, I, I don't want to know about your end walking. I'm sorry. I got, I got my end. I got to walk my end. This is the end, folks. Thanks, everybody, for supporting us. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. We'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. And uh, tune in next week for more of the Next Lander podcast.